0: I'm Hello, I am and you're Sophie. Listening to today I'm joined the bridge. with Steve Rosen, an entrepreneur and co-founder of various restaurants in the greater Seattle area, including Blue Sea Sushi, Woodby Island Ice Cream, and my personal favorite, Rocket Taco. Steve, thank you so much for joining me today. Can you hear me all right?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah, so I just want to get right into it. What inspired you or kind of gave you the idea to start in the food and restaurant industry?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, It was totally unexpected, actually. Uh, I um, don't necessarily and didn't have a background in food necessarily. And I was working at a a company with a good friend of mine. And uh, every day for lunch, we would go down and eat at a conveyor belt sushi restaurant. And my friend uh, had gone to law school in Japan And said, you know, I used to eat at these places all the time uh, when I was in Japan. And I loved it because I could afford it. I was on a student's budget. And I always thought when I was in Japan, one day I want to do one of these in Seattle. And because he spoke a little bit of Japanese, he struck up a conversation with the head chef of that restaurant. And he asked a simple question. He said, "Um, how do you like working here? And the chef said, I hate it. (laughs) and it caught my friend off guard and he said why do you hate it yeah and he said because um the the restaurant headquarters is in osaka japan and they won't let me experiment with the uh menu items and i know that there are a lot of people in seattle that have different tastes than they do in osaka japan so i feel like i'm missing a big opportunity and so we said hey we kind of feel the same way. Would you ever think about helping us open a restaurant in the same style? And he said, well, I don't know, but I'm going to Tokyo and I will talk to my family about it and I'll have an answer for you when I get back. And so uh, they all said um, to a T, whatever you do, do not go into business with Americans. (laughs) And so on the plane ride home, he was planning on saying no to us. And then he changed his mind because he thought he really respected the fact that my business partner spoke Japanese. And he felt like if things didn't work out, he could always go back to work at any sushi restaurant he wanted to. And so we went from thinking, oh, this might be a really interesting business idea someday to now suddenly having someone who understood the food and that business. Yeah. And a year later, we opened up the very first Blue Sea Sushi in Fremont. Oh, wow. And that's how I got into it. I didn't really think about it before <laughs> that moment in time.
0: Like not being in the food industry or restaurant industry completely at all?
1: Exactly. Yeah, it just, I was just a consumer. Um, but it was a really, really interesting and fun um, time, and that led to other concepts we had a, a restaurant called boom noodle which yeah. was kind of modeled after a place called wagamama in london which was really cool in london back in the day and um and then uh, we did elemental pizza and then it was jill my wife who said um when we were up on whidbey island Whidbey island needs more food <laughs> yeah. i want to open up a, i want to open up a restaurant on whidbey island and I begged her to lie down until that feeling went away, <laughs> uh, but it never did. And um, she spent a year working on all of the recipes, literally uh-huh. a year, um, and perfecting them in our kitchen. And then a location came up and Rocket Taco was kind of born and that's about the same time that Woodby Island was born because there's a yeah. soup shop next to Rocket Taco and the owners of Woodby Island Ice Cream were 83 years old and getting ready to retire and we didn't want to see the brand go away.
0: Oh, is that where you so bought So it all
1: kind of came together, yeah.
0: Yeah. And would you say that traveling is kind of what made you decide to start restaurants in so, such diverse cuisines?
1: Um, that's a great question. Um, a little bit of both. I think in some ways um, our decision-making process has been kind of looking at the ecosystem and of restaurants and their locations and then asking ourselves, is there a void here? Yeah. And then there's another aspect of it, which is, well, what do we like? What kind of food do we want?
0: Yeah. And then
1: the third aspect is, well, if we can answer the first two what's around here and what do we like and we decide that there's something that we think is really needed, then how can we get it to be good? And for us, that's for sure where uh, a lot of traveling uh, has come into play. But also, um, I think, you know, travel has led to some discovery. Um, You know, Boom Noodle was a perfect example When we first opened up Blue Sea Sushi, we went to London to go check out a concept there called the Yo Sushi.
0: And when we were
1: there, we noticed that Yo Sushis weren't very full of people and Wagamamas were packed. (laughs) Um, And the same thing happened when we uh, were doing research for Blue Sea Sushi and we went to Tokyo and we sort of went on an eating tour And it's really where we discovered um, kind of our love for Japanese curry. And I don't think that would have come to me um, or my business partner had we not been in Japan and just really understood what a popular food staple that is. So kind of all the above. Um, It's not one thing.
0: Yeah, and I know it's obviously one thing to say, like, let's open a restaurant. But I know, obviously, there's a bunch of hard parts that go into it. So what would you say was maybe some of the biggest challenges that you faced in opening these restaurants?
1: Uh, the startup capital, um, you know, getting the money ready to do it. Yeah. Um, is is always a challenge. Uh, picking a location is a big challenge. Um, if you make a real estate mistake... It can really hurt you. Yeah. Um, And then once you sort of have the money, I think making the decisions you make around the environment um, can be really terrorizing. Yeah. Because, you know, we live, I think, in a time where people do sort of think holistically. So, one, the food needs to be good. And the environment needs to feel right and by feel right i don't mean fancy it just needs to feel right for what the brand is so you could have a you could have a taco truck or a hole in the wall place but it needs to feel right so i think kind of you know you're really ending up combining a lot of different disciplines when you go to open a restaurant because the food is one aspect the design of the place is another aspect. Um, the way in which now you kind of express yourself through social media, yeah. Uh, the way in which you hire employees and how they carry the brand forward—you know—all those components um, take a lot of work. And I think where the where it can get a little daunting is um, if you are alone in that pursuit, meaning. You don't have a business partner, yeah it's a lot to take on um, because you can't divide up the work, so you know for me, I've always enjoyed having a business partner there, even if it means that at the end of the day we're not we're splitting up the profits. The comfort of having a team um, kind of putting together a vision and executing on it uh, is way more exciting to me than being this kind of, you know, sole proprietor where I have to do everything from fix broken pipes to writing all the bills, to creating new specials, to doing the social media, doing the build out. It's just, it's a lot.
0: And do you think that it's a good idea to go into business like with a friend or if it's better to just find someone completely new who has like all the qualities you're looking for?
1: I've never gone into a business with someone who isn't a friend so um i think that there are probably plenty of cases where people have been successful uh but i do what i recommend is when going into business with anybody um and it sounds kind of cheesy but i think going to um lunch or finding a whiteboard and really writing down a um kind of values analysis between the two of you Hmm. or three of you is a really valuable exercise because we all have our biases of what's important to us. For example, like my business partner, his bias was always around the numbers. Yeah. And my bias was around design, branding, marketing. And those two mindsets don't always converge in the same place, but because we know um, the way each of us sort of approaches life and approaches a business problem, it was nice to know that it was not a surprise to find that out down the road so it's that's a very that question is a very good one because it's a super personal one, and in yeah. some ways it's a little bit of an instinct one, which is you know you kind of know when you know if someone is a good fit with you mm-hmm. and uh, you got to just make sure that if they're um, red flags or warning signs, <laughs> yeah. that, you don't, that you don't ignore them just because you're excited to get going.
0: Yeah. And I know in a previous interview you did mention that you didn't want to expand Rocket Taco more than just Whidbey Island or Seattle. But would you consider seeing its success? Would you consider maybe growing it outside of Washington or greater than that?
1: I don't think so. I, th- I think um, I think it's a really good concept because it can grow because it can go into a lot of different footprints and the food travels well. Um, but um, I think growing outside of a region becomes a lifestyle choice. Yeah. Who's going to get on the plane to go check on it? And what does that cost? And if something goes wrong, who's going to be there to? Um, solve the problem. Those are really not casual issues. And there's something about, here's one thing that a lot of people will tell you, that um, it is um, much harder to open up three restaurants Hmm. than Hmm. it is to open up ten. But in order to open up ten restaurants, you need infrastructure. You need staff. Yeah. You need a director of operations, a director of marketing, an HR person, right? You need a COO or an accountant because in the, the restaurant business only scales through people. And if you look at your typical restaurants and the part-time employees that it takes, a typical restaurant could have up to 30 part-time employees. So in three or four restaurants, you're over a hundred people that you're managing. Yeah. And you can't do that um, very well uh, at scale, unless you really put a lot into the corporate infrastructure behind it. And that's a choice to make. And I think right now um, that's not the direction that we really, we would rather just keep on kind of continuously improving what we have um, and not worry about the headaches of growth In that way
0: okay and then uh, sort of wrap things up do you have any advice for people who are looking to go into the food industry or restaurant industry who haven't don't have their foot in the door or anything or just trying to kind of find their
1: way Uh, and do you mean from the standpoint of like owning a restaurant
0: yeah from the standpoint of just trying to yeah find their way in the food industry maybe start a restaurant or become a chef or something of that sort
1: Yes, I do. I love that question I, I think everybody should consider the following um, uh, there was a he, he was a he actually married Jill and I. He was a screenwriter named Stuart Stern and mm-hmm. he wrote the movie Rebel Without a Cause oh, wow. very famous iconic movie and he said once, "If you cannot not write, you're a writer and I always love that because I think that goes for anybody because I think the food business is a creative one. Yeah. And and if you just cannot not create, right? You're a creator. And if you can't stop thinking about food in this way, you know, in the context of starting a restaurant, you should do it. And if you can contemplate kind of living without it, think about it and why that is because mm-hmm. In the restaurant business, what you're doing is you're throwing a lunch and dinner party for complete strangers. Yeah. 360 days a year. Imagine if you were doing that in your house. You wake up every morning, you get ready to throw your party again at lunch. You take a little break. You get ready because a whole new host of people are coming to your house for dinner. 360 days a year over the course of a 10-year lease, it, that's a big commitment. Yeah. And, of course, you have staff and you have friends and you have all the people who will help you do it. But I think getting into that mindset, if you can combine those two things, do I just feel this joy gene about food and it's so strong and so prevalent within me? that I just have to do it because I just love all the components. And then am I willing to do that over and over and over again? Yeah. And if if the answer sort of leans you towards yes, do it. But overall, I think the best thing anybody can do uh, at some point in their life is work in a restaurant. It touches on every skill, no matter where it is you end up.
0: I guess I never really thought of it that way, too, with that the whole like um just seeing yourself in that and seeing that idea but maybe i should start too <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me today steve again this is steve rosin entrepreneur and co-founder of various restaurants in the greater seattle area including blue sea sushi with the island ice cream and my personal favorite rocket taco which you should definitely go check out steve thank you again so much for joining me here on 889 kmh 889 the bridge
1: thanks for having me